If you ain't never stomped your toe, you don't know what I'm talking about. It's a certain level of pain that's associated with stomping your big toe. It's a whole nother level of pain when you stomp that little pinky toe because it ain't as big, right? It ain't as big as the big toe, which is why it's called the pinky toe. But whoo, you will know your relationship with the father. This is no joke. I'm not playing. You will know your relationship, Shalandris, good morning, with the father. If you ever stomp that little pinky toe. Mm-hmm. Ever stomp that little pinky toe. If you, I'm talking about if you just walking at a casual speed and that little that little toe that little one the little one the smallest one on your foot you ever hit that thing just right you gonna know whether or not you love God for real you gonna know if you don't think you human you will find out your humanity when you stomp that little pinky toe. Honey, I listen. I'm I we gotta be real now. Coach Harris, good morning. We gotta be real now. We finna go, we're gonna get started on the show, but on the show, but I got to take you gonna know whether cussing in you or not. If you if that little toe come into contact with something accidentally what's in you baby it's gonna come out you stomp that pinky toe you want to know how somebody feel about you get that little pinky toe i'm telling you get the little pinky toe Whoo! my golly miss molly i thought last night my whole my whole right leg was gonna pass out i ain't no lie i thought my whole right leg was going to pass out. And this is a funny thing. I was picking on my husband a couple couple days ago. He hit his toe. I don't know which toe it was. But he hit his toe in the bathroom on the on the counter. Right? Not the top of the counter, but at the bottom. Now I was laughing at him. I, I wasn't laughing. Let me correct myself. I wasn't laughing. I was smirking. Honey, last night. Lord Jesus. I thought I was going to have to do CPR. On my, as a matter of fact, I did chest leg compressions. I did, you know, when you do the chest compressions, I had to bring my whole right leg. I had to bring it all back under subjection. I said I had to wake it up, honey. Had to get it up. When I tell you, I my whole right foot and ankle and calf, my knee bone, my thigh bone, my hip bone, everything went numb. And I was the only one in the house. Honey, I cried. I cried. Yes, I did. I cried. I cried. I cried. I cried. The dog was looking at me funny. I got mad at him. What you mad at her? What you looking at? Stomp your paw. <laughs> Stomp your paw and see won't you be crying or barking or whatever it is you doing. I was mad. I was mad at the whole house. She just sitting there looking. What you looking at? You ain't gonna help? Stomp your paw. 
You stomp your little paw and see what happened. See, won't you be crying to ears of sorrow? You, you know it. You get mad with everybody. Look at me. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> Ain't you hungry? Don't you want to eat some kibbles and bits? It's bacon. <laughs> Give me what's in the bag. Give me what's in the bag. Oh, honey, I'm telling you. You will know. You will know. God, just, oh, I'm getting mad, madder just thinking about how she just sat there looking. Yeah, it will, it will let you know. You will know your relationship with the people in your house. You will know the relationship with, as you can see, with the dog. It's not as strong as it could be. However, we were under some stressful situations. Don't just look at me. Do something. I'm over here about to have a, 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 a something. I'm just, I'm about to, my leg already passed out. I'm, I'm just trying to hold myself together. And you just sitting there looking. We talk, we talking about the dog. I'm just talking about the dog. But anyway, that's our little uh, pre-shift message. Sort of kind of like an appetizer. But I just wanted to say that to y'all beautiful people so you will know that you are not in this by yourself. It is real. We all feel it. If you stomp the pinky toe, what is in you? If you angry at the dog, you angry at the children, you angry at the world, you angry at the Lord, whatever. At that moment, it all flashed before your eyes. I just, life just flashed before me. And the dog just sitting there with a little paws crossed, just looking, laying over the little doggy bed, looking. Mm-mm-mm-mm. See, some people, some people don't know how to treat you when you're hurt. Oh, oh, my goodness. Some people do not know how to treat you when you're hurting. Some people don't even know how to handle you when you hurt. Let me help you to relieve people. This ain't the morning shift message, but it just came to me. All right. Some people don't know how to help you or handle you when you are hurting. Some people don't know what to do when strong people hurt. Some people don't know what to do when they see strong people cry. Some people don't know what to do when they see people like you um, in difficult and painful situations. Don't know what to do. They don't know whether to help you. They don't know whether to say something, say nothing, do something, do nothing. Some people just don't know how to handle you, how to help you when you are, when you are hurting. Some people don't know how to do that. And so sometimes we have to relieve um, ourselves of I'm wondering why nobody didn't call. They didn't do you like you did them. You weren't there for them or, you know, they're not there for you like you were there for them. You know what to do. You, you, you have, you carry, mm, you know how to carry the burden of, of hurt and brokenness. You know how to carry that for people. You know how to pick that up off of people's shoulders and you know how to, uh, help 
relieve the heaviness in their heart. A lot of people don't know how to do that, especially for you, because you, you're the one that's always got it for, for other people. So it makes it a little bit more complicated for people to understand how to deal with you on that level, how to help you and assist you on that level. I just, you know, that's just what it is. The dog, unfortunately, couldn't help me because she a dog, but um, some people don't have the capacity to give help like you do. When you are truly happy, you do things differently. When happy people and unhappy people don't do things the same way. When you are genuinely, I'm talking about genuinely, when you are genuinely happy, you do things differently. Just think back over um, some of the times when you were happy and some of the times that you were not happy and compare how you handle things, compare how you moved in certain circumstances or in different situations, how you uh, how you were able to 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 get along, how you were able to or what you were able to do differently. So today we're going to talk about the things that happy people do differently. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. The things that happy people do differently. So. When I read this, I said, oh, my goodness, that is good. That is good. When you are happy, you just do stuff differently. When you're happy, you go to work different. When you're happy, you wake up different than people who are not happy. This is in comparison to people who are not happy. Okay? So the first thing, y'all, that we do differently, and when I say we, I am classifying all of us today as happy people. All of us today, we're going to be happy people. So here are the things that happy people do differently. Number one, when you are happy, you express gratitude differently. Mm, 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 mm. When you are happy, you express gratitude differently. When you appreciate, this is good right here. When you appreciate what you have, what you have appreciates in value. Great mercy alive. When you appreciate what you have, what you have appreciates or grows, multiplies in value. So when you are happy, you express gratitude differently. You find something, you find the things in your life that are valuable and you appreciate it. You, you show some, 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 a different level of thanks, a different level of appreciation, a different level of gratitude when you happy. See, some people can't say thank you when they're not happy. Some people can't say I appreciate you when they're not happy. But whenever you are happy, you express gratitude differently. Whenever you, when you are happy, beautiful people, you will be thankful for what you got. 
Because it's real easy now to be upset and unhappy and disgruntled and angry and mad about the things that we don't have in our lives. But when you are happy, you have a different way of expressing your gratitude and you're grateful and you're thankful for what you have because you understand that if I'm thankful for what I have, if I'm thankful for what I have, then it's easy for me to be happy. It's easy for me to be happy when I'm thankful for what I have. So one of the things, number one, the things that happy people do differently is express gratitude. Look at it on your job. Look at it in your home. Look at it in your house. When people are happy, they'll tell you thank you. They'll say, I appreciate you for coming to work today. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for going above and beyond. Expressing gratitude. Number two, things that happy people do differently is happy people know how to cultivate optimism. Happy people know how to cultivate optimism. It's easy for you to, when you're happy, you, 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 you have a positive outlook on life. That's optimism, right? Whenever you're happy, it's easy for you to cultivate, try to keep up happiness and optimism at even in trying times even when it gets hard even when life is not perfect even when times are hard even when you have uh, difficult things going on in your life when you are a happy person i'm talking while i'm talking when you are a happy person it's easy and you are able to cultivate optimism when an unhappy person will be willing to cultivate pessimism, focusing on the negative. People who think optimistically see the world as a place full of opportunities, even in trying times. People who are happy can cultivate optimism that even in an economic downturn, they can still uh, be happy and cultivate optimism. Even in the midst of pandemic says there are opportunities to grow, opportunities to start new businesses, opportunities to grow your existing business, opportunities for promotions, opportunities for lateral movement. Right. A happy person cultivates optimism. You do it differently when you're happy. It's easy. Listen, it is easy to talk positive when you're happy. It's easy to have a smile on your face and encourage other people to smile when you're truly happy. You can't do that when you're mad. You cannot do that when you are unhappy, when you are disgruntled about life itself. Very hard. When you're happy, you avoid overthinking. Mm, this is us, y'all. When you are happy... You know how to avoid overthinking and social comparison. Oh, that's two in one. This is a two for one right here. When you are truly happy with yourself, when you are truly happy with the life that God has blessed you with, we're not talking about the, the flaws, the imperfections, because each of us have those. Each of us have hard places in our lives. But when you are happy, you avoid overthinking. Stop over, say it with me. Stop overthinking things. It's not always a hidden innuendo. It's not always a hidden motive 
for why people stop over avoid overthinking. Sometimes I understand sometimes there are things that you got to be on the lookout for. I know there are sometimes when you have to, like we said um, earlier this week, might have been last week, when we talk about uh, reevaluating and reassessing and, and finding strategies whenever we run into obstacles. But we have to stop overthinking, stop overanalyzing everything, and stop with the social comparison. The only person you should compare yourself to is who you are today versus who you were yesterday. Making sure that you are better today than you were yesterday. Comparing yourself to somebody else will poison your system, will poison your uh, being able to cultivate optimism. Stop comparing yourself. Stop overthinking. Jonathan, Ness, Jonathan uh, McReynolds has a song that says comparison kills. Comparison kills. Be you. Embrace being you. When you are happy, you know how to avoid overthinking. You don't allow yourself, when you're happy, you don't allow yourself to dwell too long on things that you know are going to change. That you have the power to change. That you have the ability to change. Stop overthinking. Avoid overthinking. Stop overthinking. Don't, don't give more time to it than you should. Don't give more time to it than you ought to. Avoid overthinking. Avoid social comparison. All of our situations are different. All of our experiences are different. All of our circumstances are different. Each of our purposes are different. Uh, uh, all different. So the moment you fall into the pit of comparison, you stifle your ability to become everything that God has purposed for you to become. You ain't going to have it like them. You are not going to do it the way they do it. Your life is not going to go like their life is. So stop when you are happy, when you're truly happy with yourself. You know how to avoid overthinking and social comparison. Your work and they work is not, it might be similar, but it's not the same. We all are not the same. When you are happy, when you are happy, you do things differently. Number four of the things that we do differently when we are happy is we practice acts of kindness. Mm, my God. Happy people practice acts of kindness. Helping other people selflessly. If you want to come out of a dump, hear me when I'm talking. If you want to come out of a dump, practice acts of kindness. If you want to pull yourself out of a hard emotional place, out of a struggle in your life, practice acts of kindness. Do something nice for somebody. Do something nice for somebody. Because you will find out that they may be in a tougher battle, a more difficult battle than you are. And whatever act of kindness that you show selflessly, when it's not about you, it's about how can I help, even though I'm feeling like I'm feeling, even though I'm broken, even though I'm frustrated, even though I'm 
angry and you have all of these ideas, these negative ideas matriculating in your mind, if you can find a way to practice an act of kindness, I promise you when you see the emotion, the reaction on their face and they give you, oh my God, I feel Jesus. When they give you their testimony of they were on the verge of giving up, they were on the verge of quitting, they were at the at the edge, they were on the very edge of a life. Life was fragile for them, but because of that simple act of kindness that you shown, they had prayed for God to give them a sign that they were worthy. They had been praying for God to give them a sign that he was with them, and here you are feeling the way you're feeling. Here you are broken the way you're broken. Here you are struggling the way you're struggling, and out of the abundance of your heart, you show kindness to someone else. When I tell you that it will lift your spirits, it will make you feel like you are able to accomplish anything. When you can give, God have mercy, when you can give when you don't have, when you can give when you really need it yourself, rather that be a compliment, rather that be money, rather that be time, rather that be effort, rather that be prayers, rather it be intercession, it will do something for you. When you are happy, God help me here. When you are happy, you are able to practice acts of kindness differently. Oh, my God. Differently. What you find yourself needing, I dare you to give it to someone else. What else I, I dare you to sow it from a good place, from a good, from a good mind. I, I dare you to sow that into someone else and watch what happens in your life. Watch what happens to your spirit. God help me. Because we're talking about the things that happy people do differently. When you when you happy, if you just do life differently. Woo! God help us all. Oh, help us all follow. There there is there is there is a miracle that sits at the root of kindness, waiting to be planted, just waiting, just waiting, waiting to be sown, waiting to be planted, right? So that's what's one of the things, practicing acts of kindness that happy people do differently. Lord, have mercy, time flies when you have fun. I got two more that I think I can get through, two more that I think I can get through. When you, happy people do things differently, one of those things is they nurture Social relationships. When you are happy, you do relationships differently. See, when people are unhappy, they will, for lack of better words, they will poop on the relationships that they have. I'm talking about good relationships. They will, they will, they will, unhappy people will soil mm, good relationships. There it is. Oh, yeah, that's good. Ha unhappy people will soil, S-O-I-L, will soil good relationships. Because for, for the simple fact that if I'm unhappy, if I'm unhappy, I don't want to deal with people who are happy. I don't want to be around. You will find people who are unhappy are the ones who find it comforting to be by themselves. And, and those unhappy people don't like to see other healthy relationships. Happy people nurture positive social relationships. The happiest people on the earth are the ones
relationships who have deep, meaningful relationships. When it means something to you, you treat it differently. When I'm telling, when you are happy, you treat things differently. You treat relationships differently when you're happy. You you don't want to do anything to mess up a good relationship, a good friendship. Just because I'm unhappy, I still want my homegirl to be happy. Just because I'm unhappy, um, it doesn't mean that I want my homies and my honeys to be unhappy. Just because I'm in a place, in a time in my life where I'm I'm unhappy. My relationships are not good. My relationships are not happy. I'm in a bad place emotionally. Doesn't mean that I want everybody else around me that's attached to me, that know me, to that for their relationships to fall apart. Unhappy people don't like to see other people happy and will do anything whatsoever to make sure that that remains the case. But when you're happy, you do things differently. When you're happy, you nurture. You nurture social relationships. When you're happy, you're excited about developing new relationships with people. And remember, relationships are can, can be, but may not be the same as a friendship. You can have a relationship with people and it not be a friendship. You mad, you want everybody else to be mad. You unhappy, you want everybody else to be unhappy. You disgruntled, you want everybody else to be disgruntled. That's people who are unhappy. But when, when you're happy, you nurture social relationships. The last one for the day, people. When you are happy, the things that you do differently, the next thing that you, differently, you do differently is you develop strategies for coping. You develop strategies for coping. When you are happy, you, you, you prepare for moments that in times that can render unhappy states. How do you cope with death? How do you cope with grief? How do you cope with betrayal? How do you cope? The, the best time to prepare for a hard time is in good times. Oh, my God. Did you hear what I said, beautiful people? The best time to prepare for hard time is in good times. If, if things are going good in your life, you should not just be focusing on the good. You, just should, you should not just be focusing on right now that everything is good. But right now, if everything is good in your life, hear me when I'm talking. If everything is good in your life right now, if everything is going smoothly in your life right now, this is a perfect time for you to sit down and develop strategies to help you cope with death, with abandonment, with rejection, with betrayal, with, with disloyalty. Now is the time to prepare for that. Not when you're going through it. Because your mind ain't on, how can I cope? Now your mind is simply on your natural response to it, right? Your natural response. So if things are going great for you, good, plan. You should have a notebook full of strategies on how to cope with difficult times in your life. Whatever bad can happen, right now you should be preparing for it. If you're a happy person, if you are in a happy, a happy person in a happy place, that's what you should be doing right now is preparing for the tough times that may lie ahead. If something were to happen to you, how do you cope? How, what, 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 do you, what plan do you have in place? 
Now, when you good, when you float, when your money right, not to say it's coming up around tax time, but when your money right, because it sounds like a broken record every year, right? Prepare for what could happen. Put some of your money back for tough times. Put some of your money back for when they may cut back hours, whatever the scenario may be. But you prepare the best time to prepare for the hard time is in the good time. So today we have discussed six things that happy people do different. Six things that happy people do different. What are you working on? What are you working on? So those six things, let me get it back open. Those six things, number one was what happy people do differently. Express gratitude, number one. Number two, cultivate optimism. Uh, Number three, avoid overthinking and social comparison. Number four, practice acts of kindness. Number five, nurture social relationships. And number six, develop strategies for COVID.